this is Sales Surge. I am Sydney Olson. This is a contractor-focused podcast with contractors for contractors. So today I have somebody who I'm sure is super familiar to everyone. You have been on all of the big podcasts. You're on the stages. We have Jen Silver. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Jen is the president of Roofing Utah. Yes. And we are so excited to have her here. So thanks for being here. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So um, a little bit about me, just for anybody that, you know, doesn't maybe not familiar with who I am, but I own a roofing company in Utah. And uh, I also have been uh, going around the country on a jet plane and teaching people another way to look at doing insurance related work Mm -hmm. uh, through a retail model that allows contractors to control their part of the sale and puts consumers back in the power of or back in power of their claim Mm -hmm. and in control of their claim. Yes. And you have truly been everywhere. And it's so timely to have those conversations with everybody like moving into the slower time and they're waiting on their money coming in and they're wanting to figure out like, how did our year go and not being able to count all that until February? Well, and insurance work is hard too, because you're looking at some jobs you're really profitable on Mm -hmm. and some jobs you make no money on, or you lose money on. And, you know, you don't always know because you don't know where it's going to settle at the Mm -hmm. end. And it just leaves too many variables for business owners to be able to really, truly be able to financially manage their business Mm -hmm. um, without using a cash flow type of a model. Um, And I think it's probably a reason that a lot of contractors go out of business. And that's unfortunate for all of us, including them, Mm -hmm. obviously, but it's unfortunate for the industry in general. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you're doing great work and you're going to be everywhere. And we'll talk about, you know, what's coming next once we kind of get to the end. But I wanted to chat with you a little bit about sales. Um, And just like, when is, when's the time that you just saw a big sales surge or a bunch of sales coming in at once? Have you had like an experience with that? Oh, we have. So (laughs) um, a little bit real quick about my social media. So when, Hmm. When I went into 2021, um, we went in at a loss and, you know, we were, it was a pretty substantial loss from work mm-hmm. that we had completed for my previous employer. And unfortunately he didn't, uh, he wasn't able to collect on his insurance related accounts receivables. And therefore uh, we did not collect on the deposits that were owed to us either. So going into 21 and it was 150 grand, you oh know, that's a really big loss going into yeah. your second year of business. Yep. And it wasn't that I was in debt. It was just a loss, right? So mm-hmm. I, if I had been in debt, I don't know if we would have been able to recover from that. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it's made buying assets and, you know, planning and doing other things harder and putting capital Absolutely. away for growth. Uh, and obviously a huge expense in business, especially when you're a new business is marketing, mm-hmm. right? And it is. how do you brand and market with no money? Like that's really where we were at. And so I went to social media and what I thought I was doing was networking. So on March 2nd, I sent out 400 friend requests to strangers, which was a little bit weird for me, but I did it. And, um, you know, people that I thought if they knew who I was and that I owned a roofing company, maybe that would start to get our brand out there. Mm -hmm. Well, 
I hit some Facebook algorithms and you're probably the expert on algorithms and I am not, but I'm not sure which ones they were, but they were big ones because I started to get a hundred to 200 friend requests a day. Oh my gosh. Um, by the end of March, I had almost 2000 friends. Wow. And I vetted every single request. I mean, Mm -hmm. I literally went through with a fine tooth comb. I wanted to make sure that people were legitimate people, you know, one, and that friending them would still stay inside of my original mission of Mm -hmm. um, what I was up to. Well, that kind of continued to grow. And um, by May, I had to hire a company to just to go through my friend requests and answer my my messages. By July um, is when I did my first podcast and it uh, it was with Armando uh, Jaycox. Mm -hmm. And from July on, it's been kind of a crazy blur. So I was on a panel at the IRE and I went on tour with John Dye. And when I look at my organic impressions on my website Mm -hmm. in the month of August, I had 78. Okay. And you can see there's like a gradual trend where they're starting to go up. Um, but you know, not as significantly as I thought. And then I went on the road and, um, we went from 78 organic impressions to 661 the first week of September. Amazing. I kept telling him, Hey, I know I'm investing time in social media, but I really feel like it's going to gain us traction. Like something is going to pop and we're mm-hmm. really close. I just don't know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. I haven't bought a lead since, um, August 24th. Amazing. And Every it's a lot of like, come in mm-hmm. through orga- organically and huge sales surge. And yeah. it's, you know, it was a lot to manage to be completely honest with you. And unfortunately I wasn't present as a leader because Mm -hmm. I was on the road and I had committed to that and completely underestimated what me being out and, you know, having these conversations and doing all of this, what that would do for our organic growth. Yeah. And uh, I ended up, you know, losing a, a few team members and, you know, we've made some shifts because when you grow that quick, you know, a lot of things have to change, you know, mm-hmm. in a business, you're looking at, you know, accountability measures and, you know, very specific KPIs, because it, if you don't have them in place, it's almost impossible to know what's going on and, and to be mm-hmm. able to support your team. Yeah. So um, we're still sustaining the growth. We're still busy. I love it. Um, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's mm-hmm. been a little bit chaotic and a little <laughs> bit stressful. I'm not going to lie. Um, so sales surges are a blessing, but they yes. can also, they can stretch you, right? Yep. Especially and that's, if you're not anticipating them. Mm-hmm. And such an important thing to think about too is, okay, once I get all these leads, what do I do with them? And we try and, you know, have those conversations as well, where marketing isn't going to save your company because- yep. What are you, how are you having those conversations? Are your salespeople knowing how to close those deals, right? And do we have enough people to be answering our phones and to actually go out and do the jobs? So it is, it's so important to think about, okay, once we hit this sales surge, what are we going to do and how do we sustain ourselves? I think that that is so important and Mm -hmm. it's not quantity, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and that, that is a challenge. Like when you 
And you, it's a balance. You have to make sure that you can still offer and execute mm-hmm. on the amount of leads that you have coming in. So if you know, you're going to run a huge marketing campaign or you're going to go out on tour and you don't really think about what that's going to do to your business. Make sure that you're planning in advance, right? Yes, make sure, exactly. Make sure that you have enough people to handle the workflow and mm-hmm. that your team doesn't get overwhelmed because when they get overwhelmed, a lot of people quit and you don't even know that they quit because they're still coming to work and they're still showing up but things aren't moving and things aren't getting closed. And yeah. by the time you realize what's happened, it's almost too late. Mm-hmm. So how would you say then in terms of like rectifying the people are just overwhelmed? Is it hiring? Is it training them differently? How have you been going about doing that? So for me, what we had to do is we had to just tell people, Hey, you know, I know that you're calling today, but you know, we are actually booked out on inspection Mm -hmm. appointments for two to three weeks Mm -hmm. and not trying to let customers dictate the process early on. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I think when you, when you shift your process to suit your customers needs and not your business needs, that's when things really start to fall apart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I say this all the time, but roofing is not saving lives. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're not doctors. It's not a life or death situation. Like I get that it's a homeowner's home and it's personal mm-hmm. and it means a lot. And I have a ton of respect for that, but to compromise the business model to suit a homeowner that's not dying. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, like I said, not life or death. Yep. It, it's never a good thing. Absolutely. So, you know, we, I'm sure we lost some people because we were waiting or we had, you know, such a significant amount of time before we could even get out to do an inspection, mm-hmm. but of the people that stayed, at least I know that they got good quality customer service. Yeah. And absolutely. That, that's important mm-hmm. and we're not for everybody and that's okay. Exactly. And I mean, they're trying to figure out if you're the best company for them and you're trying to figure out if they're a good fit for you. So having that, like, lens going into those conversations is super important too. Uh, Like moving forward. So you have gotten this huge sales surge. You're figuring out how are we going to sustain this? How are we going to expand and continue growing, which is so great. What would you say then that you're going to take from what you've learned in terms of getting all these sales and how are you going to move forward with that? Um, So there's a few things in that one, I think when you hire new salespeople and I have not hired anymore right now mm-hmm. because I'm in Utah, right. We're getting ready to go into the winter. Yep. And I just haven't decided if it makes a ton of sense. Now I do have two guys that are coming over that worked in Colorado before that really are coming and moving to Utah specifically to work mm-hmm. under me and learn my model. And you know, mass- I know it's such an, it's, it's awesome and master um, the retail model for themselves. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of started in some of the training, but in going forward, typically when I hire, I hire people that don't necessarily have roofing experience, Okay. Um, sales experience, but not roofing experience. Because oftentimes when they have roofing experience, the way that they've been taught to do things is different. Yeah. And and it's hard. There's Castor's Paul. It's hard to, to always, um, shift a mindset around that. Mm -hmm. And so I can train knowledge skills and things skills are, are important. So somebody Mm -hmm. that, you know, 
doesn't have a problem with accountability or um, is personable or has sales experience, all of those things are really important to me. But specific roofing knowledge, I actually usually prefer that they don't. Yeah, that's interesting. And I mean, it does make sense when you think about like, are they coming in with bad habits already? Or are they coming in too and knowing like, hey, I already know this and this works really well for me, but you do it differently and I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And mm-hmm. it's so hard to break those habits. So it, I it definitely is. hear that. It, 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 it just creates challenges with morale too, right? Because you don't, I, I'm not a micromanager type of a boss and I don't want to be that. I can be, but mm-hmm. I prefer not to be. I prefer to be a supportive leader that, you yep. know, truly empowers their people. But to go back to your question, before I hire, I need to make sure that all of our KPIs are set up. I mm-hmm. need to make sure that the accountability is there. And so as I'm bringing new people in, it's just part of what they've learned and not something that we implement down the road. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I like that. What about just like the roofing industry in itself is really competitive. And I know a question that I get asked on sales calls all the time is, what makes you different? Or like, why should I choose you? How do you and your salespeople, how are you training them to answer that question? So um, that goes back to company vision, right? Mm -hmm. And your mission statement. And you really, you have to put thought into that. Who are you as a company? What is the culture? What can your consumers expect from you? Um, You know, our mission is, or our slogan is that we're the new standard in roofing. I like it. And um, I probably should have put in Utah because, mm-hmm. you know, when you speak things into existence, it can become something that is <laughs> something big, really a national, a national thing. And I'm not complaining, but um, that was who we saw ourselves as mm-hmm. is, you know, we are the new standard. You can, you can expect high quality customer service and communication. And, you know, we're not going to do things the same as what everybody else does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we do a lot of philanthropic work. That's a huge part of us and giving back to our community because that's the community that supports us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, as a business owner and just as a human being, I feel better when I'm doing something that I feel good about. Right. Yeah. And so I've been really, uh, we've been really blessed to be able to do that. We gave a roof away to a veteran. We gave 5% of sales in uh, April back to autism research and, you know, a local autism chapter we've done, we've given back to teachers and advertising those things and showing who you are is what I think can create differentiating factors. Mm-hmm. You just have to decide for you as a company, what that is. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't look as ro- at roofing as super competitive because I don't, I'm only in real, really in competition with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I we strive to be our best every day and not focus really on what everybody else is doing or how to be better than, you know, the guy next door or whatever. Plus I think there's plenty of business and there's plenty of customers that maybe I'm not the right contractor for that customer and that's okay with me. You know, I, I want them to be with somebody that they are comfortable with and that they trust and that Mm -hmm. um, checks all the boxes that they were looking for. So Yeah, I don't, I don't see it the same way. We solely focus on who we are and maybe not what differentiates, but just who we are and hope that that shows. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a really good mindset to be authentic and to be just very transparent about this is who we are. If that fits your needs, 
were right for you. If it doesn't fit your needs, that's totally fine too. Yeah. And that's okay. And Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't live in a scarcity mindset, Mm -hmm. right? Scarcity mindset is what creates that. I need, I need, I need every customer is mine. Mm -hmm. And I just, I really do feel like there's plenty of people out there that can fill enough of our buckets that we can yeah. be, right? There's enough people for all of us out there. There's enough, there's enough consumers who need roofs that for probably all of us to be fine. Yes. Yeah. I like it. So what would you say then if someone were to come up to you and they're like, okay, two things that I need to know to get my sales surge, what would those two things be? Uh, well, the first one would be why, mm-hmm. okay. Like a really real why. And if your why is centered around self or solely Mm -hmm. around the business, I think it's harder to execute Mm -hmm. when you can create a why that's bigger than that. um, It's harder to quit on and it keeps Mm -hmm. your team driven towards goals that are something long-term. And then the second thing is, are you set up for that sales surge, Mm -hmm. right? What does that look like from a scheduling standpoint? What does that look like from a manpower standpoint? what does that look like from a, um, accounting standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. You don't always consider depending on what percentage of deposits you're taking. Um, but you don't always consider all of the upfront costs. And so, you know, part of the challenge is, is if you're not truly ready and you're not managing all of those things and, you know, predicting what cash flow looks like, and you're not based on your deposits or whatever, a sales surge can probably hurt you just as much as it can help you. Mm -hmm. That is so huge. And I think that a lot of people probably don't think about that because they're thinking about the here and now and where am I at right now? I want to get more business. I want to grow, but haven't thought about what that's going to look like. So I'm really appreciative that you brought that forward. And it's something I think a lot of people need to hear and need to plan for. Awesome. Um, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to. Absolutely. So where can people find you? What I know you're everywhere, but what are you doing next and how can people stay connected, connected to me? Um, so you can go to my website, which mm-hmm. is jensilver.co and sign up. And I do uh, blogs and newsletters and stuff just to kind of update where I've been and where I'm going. Mm-hmm. You have a wealth I- of knowledge. So yeah, Anything I think somebody I, asks you, you know, the I, answer too. and I will, and I, I'm really straightforward and I have no problem being authentic. So you can ask me any question you want at any time and you're going to get a straightforward answer. So we'll I like see. it. Yeah. I like it. Awesome. Well, Jen, thank you so much for your time and teaching us all about how we can handle our sales surges that are hopefully coming. Oh, there we go. There's cash. There he is. All right. Thanks so much. You guys have a great day. Thank you so much, Sydney. I appreciate it.